Manny, thank you for coming today. No, thank you for having me. It's good, I it's good it. to see you. I was thinking when I was driving here that I, I've sort of, I met you before I met you. Mm. Because in lockdown, you remember yeah. when we were allowed um, our one day of, what was it? One hour of exercise a, <laughs> yeah. a day, whatever it was. I decided I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to finally start running. And naturally, I, I downloaded the Nike Run app. I popped it on, pressed play on the guided run. And you're like, hi, I'm Coach Manny. And I thought, cool. And I, and I did a run. <laughs> Fast forward years after, I'm speaking at an event. So are you? And there you mm. are. We meet in person. Do you ever think about the fact that a lot of people's running journey probably started with you whispering in their ear? Um <laughs> Yeah, that's very interesting. And I get a lot of messages. My sister actually sent me a message from somebody she knows. And they said, thank your brother for this run because it was amazing. And um, I love it. Yeah, it's great. I think it's brilliant. It's it's something that I will really, yeah, I'll be kind of proud about yeah. for a long time. Um, and it's it's amazing to have an impact in people's lives because, you know, when you're there on your own and you're, heading out for a run, it can be sometimes the most daunting, isolating experience. So for me to be there with people to support mm. them, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think so everybody has something they can do to impact the world. And I guess this is one of the things I do. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, for people who don't understand what we're saying, you're a Nike running coach, which means how, I mean, how's it all work? You go into the studio, you record a sort of running guide for people as they walk like how, i've always wondered how do you do it do you just is it a podcast sort of affair or how's it work? yeah so it's an audio guided run um there's i'm a, yeah i'm a nike running coach the a european nike running coach and what that means is that i support nike to give everybody who would like to run and people who maybe don't run insight into what running can do for them Running is a big part of my life. Uh, I run two marathons a year, which I, I enjoy. And wow, I use running as a structure and a peace of mind. As, as well as that, I'm a physiotherapist. So I support people who want to get into running, uh, support them with their injuries, help them help prevent their injuries and help with their overall experience of running. Um, and the way it works is that I produce content via social channels but also i produce content via an audio guided run so an audio guided run is is, is scripted and we go and sit in a studio and we yeah <laughs> speak into a mic and something very similar to this and then we we put it out there into the world and you experience it so yeah it's cool very no exciting. it's me i i i always used to go out for run, for runs like naturally and then a friend told me to try out the sort of audio guided thing and it, it, t it took a while to get used to it initially it was like a bit weird because it was like a, it had the American guy on it I think it's like the Coach Bennett yeah so he, he does a lot of the scripts as well yeah. it's so wild like yeah. that man has spoken to me so many times I because really... like because obviously I'm always playing his thing and he'd be like you know who you need to text after this yeah. who you need to catch up with and I'm yeah. there like I'm gonna call my mum yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it's, it's been it's been really fascinating. You know, it's um I I want to pick up on something you said. This these marathons you do, right? Because one of the things I often get, I don't run that much, right? But one of the things I get from people who don't run at all is like, like why would I run? Like, is running just for specific people? Are you that kid in school 
or were you that kid in school who was just like sort of super into long distance? You're just like a natural runner. And so of course you're gonna be doing two marathons a year. Whereas other people are just thinking even running like 5K or 1K is wild to me. So how, how, how has that worked? Were you just always a runner or is it something you've sort of developed and fallen in love with? Uh, it's been an evolution. As a as a kid, I I liked football, rugby. I preferred to do to do those sports. Um, so did you say rugby? Yeah, football, wow. rugby. I swam really really well. I was like swimming almost for the county. Um, so sport was a big thing for me, and it still is. Um, Going to get back into the pool soon, so I'm looking forward to that. But I didn't like long distance. Mm. I actually. There was one training session, a football training session that I actually decided I, I didn't want to run in that session because our coach wanted us to do more running. Mm. Um, our coach believed that technically we weren't the most gifted, but we could be the fittest. And <laughs> and he was right. Like we won a lot of games because we just, we were fit. We were fit young, mm. young men. And um, we really did a lot of running in football training. And I decided one day I was like, I'm not going to run anymore. And um I was the captain of the football team as well. And actually there was a big falling out and our teacher canceled our football year because I decided not to run as the football captain. And I said, I was not really enjoying running. And um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't enjoy long distance. I did not enjoy long distance. It got, I got to um, early twenties. I did 40 minute runs in the gym. I never ran outside. 40 or 14? 4 0. 4 okay. 0, yeah. 40 minute That's runs. That's a long time on the treadmill, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, playing football, you, you I think I, I, the stat is playing football, you continuously run for about 40 to 60 minutes because obviously there's some walking in there. Um, so, you're not sprinting all the time, you're not running mm. all the time. So, I wanted to keep up my fitness for football. So, I always just used to just do 40 minutes three times a week every time I went to the gym. I was really interested in the gym. I liked going to the gym early 20s and just got really really fit and strong um and then one day i it was raining and all the treadmills were being used in the gym <laughs> and i was like i need to do my 40 minutes and i didn't have time in the rest of my week so i ran outside in the rain and um i don't know so so some of you watching this might know but like as african parents african parents are always like don't outside run outside in the rain otherwise you get a cold have you heard about that no, but they, I can imagine one saying they don't, that. Yeah, they don't, they don't like you running outside. Like my parents, my mother's always like, don't run outside in the rain, you'll get a cold. Um, so that's always kind of like, was the thing. I didn't run outside in the rain. But anyway, went out for this run, ran in the rain and I was hooked. I, was, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. That was one of the best experiences I've had doing exercise. Um, and it, and it co coincided with the time in my life where exercise was really useful for me yeah it was nice it was an outlet i really needed it so i started running outside even more um and then i was working in a mobile phone store o2 and somebody said to me do you run i said i run like what do you want to race me now I was like, <laughs> and he said you should come to this run group and i said uh I i'm not sure i wasn't really a big big kind of community or social runner. Gotcha. Because I didn't know, I didn't know that existed. It's also a very odd thing for someone to ask you whilst you're at work. You're like, no thanks. Would you want to buy the iPhone or not? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> here's your iPhone. I'll see you later. But um, I turned up to a run. It was Run Dem Crew, Charlie Dark. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. It was um, 
run them crew west and it was Corey, Corey Water Malcolm, who now works for Apple. And um, this was in 2012. Mm. I turned up to a run every Monday for a year. Wow. For a year. Yeah. Olympic was, year. Yeah, it was it was it was really impactful for me. Um and then they started doing track sessions on a Thursday. That was about 2014, 15, it became Track Mafia, and then it just evolved and my journey has evolved from there. Um the cons- consistency in my journey has been marathons. I've been doing marathons since 2013. I did London, that was my first one. Wow. Um did London for a ballot. I actually got a ballot place, which is unheard of. Um, and after that, I decided that I always wanted to do marathons. And we're now, yeah, probably about 16. I actually don't know the number. I need to do the math. Because you said it off, it's like off 16, uh, 17. 16 or 17 marathons. 16 or 17, yeah. Mate, I've that, done London. That is a lot of running. I've done London three times. I've done London four times. I've done New York, Chicago, Boston. Uh, I have done... Wait, have you completed the set? No, I've got to do Tokyo. So okay. uh, if you don't know, there's a world majors, six world majors. So you've got to do Berlin, which I've done, London, which I've done, New York, which I've done, um, Boston, which I've done, Chicago. Yeah. You've got to do Tokyo. So Tokyo. When are you going Tokyo to Tokyo? Tokyo? I may do Tokyo next year, but I have this um, this goal to be in the top 100 uh, marathon runners in London. Amazing. The city I was brought up in and raised in, I think. Um, yeah. So to to be in the top 100, you have to run so a marathon is, in two hours and 28 minutes. Okay. And are you close to that? So, um, no. <laughs> my last marathon was two hours, 45 minutes, which wasn't, it didn't correlate with my half marathon time. So my half marathon time, maybe about four weeks before that was one hour and 15 minutes. Okay. One hour and 15 minutes is five minutes, 40 per mile. Yeah. Over 13 miles. If you correlate that to um, a marathon, you should be in around between 220, 228, 230. I love, you know, I love, I love how runners talk about time. Yeah. Especially marathon runners. Like yeah. I, my background is sprinting. Yeah. Like a kind of athletics. Um, and it's so interesting to hear marathon runners be like 213, 540 yeah. pace uh, per mile. I'm just, I'm just yeah. like talking about the cadence, the elevation. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Like you guys get super specific. Well, you say you guys, I'm not I'm not that much of a fan of time. I think okay, you're not, I'm, you're not I'm, a numbers I'm, guy. No, I'm kind of more of a fan of like the ex, the experience, the yeah. the visceral, like the kind of, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's something ethereal about running. Like it's something like it. out of body. I'm more... I say to somebody, when you run, if you have given what you can and you get something out of it, you get that endorphin rush, you get the noradrenaline, you get the adrenaline, yeah. you feel a certain type of way and that impacts you and the way you think and your family sure. and your friends and your colleagues and the way you work. And actually, when you run, running, running is like, running is the fuel to make you realize anything is possible. Mm. I recently went to... Um, LA we were talking about going on trips and I've been re- reading Steve Jobs like memoirs and mm. he says in LA you get a sense of feeling like anything is possible but I think also you get a sense of feeling like anything is possible when you run because to to get yourself from one place to another traveling over the ground and all it is is just you maybe a drink of water and some calories there's something impactful about that big time 
big time. And it's and it's for me. I mean, again, I, su I, I suppose I'm sort of biased because I've literally been running as long as I can remember. But like, you feel alive when you're running. It feels like you're doing your body's doing what it was made to do. You know, you feel like you're and it's, and I love the fact that there's there's no barrier. Like, there's no friction between that. Like, you know, I was playing tennis last night to get my tennis racket. I had to change the grip. I had to you know. There's all these bits and bobs you have to do. Whereas you can just get up and run. And I think that sort of frictionless. Um, all that, that lack of friction between thinking it and doing it is something really special and unique compared to other sports. I, love I, think, I, I would disagree slightly because mm. in the modern age, I think, you know, the pair of running shoes are quite expensive. How much did it cost for you to, to I run? mean, for the average runner, I think they just have like some Nike running shoes. Yeah. I, I doubt the average runner. I, I still think there's some I had on run, I had on running shoes. Yeah. But that's because I was sold by some random advert. But yeah. But honestly, I think, the running I think, I think we, we want to say that it's not, there's no barriers. And I, I think, yes, mm. on the, in the grand scheme of things, if you are just running on a casual basis for your mental health and well-being cool there's no barriers but if you want to run world marathons or do things like that i think there are quite a few barriers i think that's one thing that i would say frustrates me because i think that the person who starts running and then maybe they enjoy it even more and then they want to take it further i think that they sometimes are not getting the access to the sport for sure um and socioeconomically like the amount of time you need to run to run to do a long run takes you maybe two hours and then that's another you know three hours to actually recover um and then you've got to do all these runs during the week yeah if you're working really long hours um it can be quite challenging to actually fit all your running in sure. so well, if you've got um, a family if you've got a family, yeah, yeah. Like, so, yeah, like, there's so, the social, you've got family, no the family support, and you can't afford a babysitter. And yeah, there are a lot of challenges, but also, I think running is going through a renaissance, and, a, and I think there's a big push with obviously the amount of people and the, the 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 change of demographic of people who are running you know you just completed a marathon yeah. let's just let's just actually like everybody <laughs> uh, out there you hey there just want to say thank you for listening or for watching uh this podcast uh we have a great desire to grow this podcast and one of the ways we're going to do that is if you listening uh follow or if you are watching, you subscribe to the podcast. The faster it grows, um, the more guests we can get, but also the better the podcast gets. So please just do me a favor, hit the subscribe button or the follow button. Um, back to the episode. Just complete a marathon. <laughs> you, you know, know what? Comments, guys, what you think? Yeah. Do you, do you know why? I, you know why I rate that? Because you, as you said, you're a hundred meter sprinter, yeah. and that's for you to do something that you've not really done before. And to push yourself and put yourself in a... You're putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. Oh, it was very vulnerable. Yeah. I hate sucking at things. Yeah. And God, did I suck. And You know, I I, I didn't prep properly um, in the... I think it's meant to take 16 weeks or 18 weeks, whatever they said. I did it in like eight. Mm. I got sick. Mm. There's, there's all these kind of non-prep things. And, and I think as a sprinter prep is everything. Mm. You know, if I'm... When I used to sprint like properly, seriously... Um, I would only be on the start line if I feel like I've done the prep. And obviously, you know, there's there's a well-known phrase in sprinting, which is you you win you win or lose in training. Really, you mm. know, once you've executed, you've ran that race a hundred times. You're, you you know exactly what you need to do when you get onto the track. You just have to execute. You're not really racing. You're not going there trying new things. Out. You've only got ten seconds, so you're there literally executing what you've re rehearsed over and over again. And so compare that to the marathon where I'm there at the start line. I'm just like. 
I have no clue how this is yeah. going to go. I'm yeah. there looking around like, well, it was very difficult. To your point, though, before we talk about my shocking marathon experience, about diversity, one of the things I actually did to follow, because I'm a loser, following the um, London Marathon, you know, when it finished, I went on the on their website to check out the stats in yeah. terms of how many women took part, yeah. how many kind of the different age categories yeah. and stuff. I was really quite shocked. What did you mainly find? by the mainly by the age range, if I'm honest, before yeah. we get into race and stuff like that. But like I thought there'd be lots of 20 year olds doing marathons. Yeah. And there isn't a lot. The highest number is like the 30 something, like yeah. or, or the 40, basically people between 30 and 50. Yeah. Or and mainly 40 and like the kind of um 59. Yeah. That was the biggest quintile in yeah. terms of people who took part. And I thought that's so fascinating. I really thought a lot of young people would be up for it. But it seems like a sport you do sort of in your kind of late 30s, kind of entering 40s, that seems to be where people run marathons. And I don't know why I thought at 40, you're like done, as it were. I think between 30 and 40, you have that thing of like trying to take control of your health again. Mm. I think that's a big thing because obviously time is time is uh, precious at that time. You probably have a family, bills, work, your career's taking off. So I think that's one of the big things between 30 and 40. I think that's probably why people do engage in it a little bit more. I think when you're... I think with the younger generation, there's an identity crisis with running. Um, so the younger generation will want to probably um, feel like they can see themselves in, in something. And yeah. I think if we're not having lots and lots of people who are giving them that, that kind of... Uh, example and I think you know you need to have role models that are attainable role models who are closer to you I think that's a big thing yeah um, and then also just structure as well I think we can improve how runs happen how races happen who who gets access to races I think infrastructure is mean, a good that, a that's thing. an interesting one this one I don't have the numbers for but mm. I do remember just a straw poll or like just from like personal experience when I was at the start and I looked around no I didn't see yet. a lot of blacks yeah <laughs> I, did, I didn't see. I, didn't I, didn't say have, it, I didn't see one. I, I didn't like, see one person. Am I the only one? And then, I didn't and then see one so, person. A guy tapped me on my shoulder. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name. I think his name's Joel. I yeah. Say his name is. Yeah. Um, who I sort of knew from social media. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, hey." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, hey, brother." You know. <laughs> Another, but, but, but but I did think. You know why why aren't I, I suppose all the black runners are elite? <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe I'm just a, I'm the only non elite one at the back. No. But I was um, thinking, where where's everyone? Yeah. When I go into the warm up, everyone's always like, "Are you?" Are you elite? I'm like, gosh, <laughs> this again. Like, off, Manny, off to the yeah, front. Yeah, literally. Um, no, I think I think there's a big there's a big challenge there. Um, we need we need to. For me, I, I think we need to be aware that running is a tool for your for your health and well being. It's a tool for your life. It's not just about getting the fastest time. Yeah. Um, I I specifically know why I want to run top 100 because I think it just creates that presence of, okay, yeah, we're not elite, but also there's an element of like doing it proficiency, yeah. proficiently um, and doing it well. I know I know that people won't like to admit it, but they want to be able to do something or see somebody doing something when they can do it well. So having that as a goal, hopefully can allow other people to feel like they can do it and they can do it well too. Yeah. Um, I think we don't have enough at a sub elite level at a grassroots level enough people who are saying actually it's attainable you can have a career and you can do this, this um, and also i've just been listening to a podcast by professor david williams who's a harvard professor and he's um he's a leading professor who measures the 
the impact of racism in the wider world and, and, and for the black community, there's a big challenge around how we are experiencing the world and stress within the world. And if you think running a marathon is already stressful, <laughs> it's, it's really stressful. This so if, you're already, if you already have a stressful life, you're already under a lot of stress, you're four times more likely to have a disciplinary, you're four times more likely to be sacked. Um, just the presence of being around um, other people who feel maybe sometimes you might be too angry or, you know, if you're in a presence where people are uh, defending or worried about your presence, yeah. you're already in a heightened state of discrimination, experiencing discrimination on a micro level, on a day-to-day. -day. And he talks about this in his podcast, In the King's Fund. Um, so Professor David Williams and the King's Fund, it's a really great podcast. So I think that can be quite impactful to, to your ability to undertake something that's gonna be, increase your stress levels. Yeah. Um, we have a high risk of cardiovascular disease just from some of the discrimination that is going on. And he's measured this. So it's not just me stating it and saying, this is something that's happening. He's a Harvard law professor, a Harvard social uh, sociologist and public health professor who has measured this because he felt it was really important. That is so interesting. I've never really considered that, you know. How so, so this is more than running for me. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say. It's not just about like putting on some shoes and like, I love working with Nike. Thank you for all the support you give me. But also there's an element where I have had experiences in my life with my family and I see it on a day to day. Yeah. Um, we need to engage in our health as as the black community, but also wider community. We know that globally, you know, cardiovascular disease, um, obesity, all these things are, are you know, they're, they're increasing. We're all more at risk. Mm. Um, so this is more than just, okay, let's like cover some miles. Let's do it, have some fun for sure. Um, but also let's deep dive into why we're doing it let's be intentional and let's like let's enjoy it for sure let's have some fun but we we do have a a goal to make sure we're all as healthy as possible because that yeah. impacts all of us you know um I, th I, th I, th I think if i mean I, I totally hear what you're saying and i think yeah it's one of the reasons i'm happy to have you on here right to talk about health and to really kind of champion that because in our community we're really everyone needs to take health way more seriously covid so there's anything it's that um the marathon question I find fascinating as well, because I think as you get older, so especially if you have a background in competitive sport, it's often quite, it's often hard to just play sports. If there's no sort <laughs> yeah. of goal or yeah. no sort of focus. Yeah. Like I've, I've never understood people who just go to the gym. Yeah. I've never liked the gym. Yeah. I just find it a bit random. Yeah. You know, just kind of, as you said, put yourself under stress. I've already, I'm already stressed with work. Yeah. Why am I here like struggling yeah. to lift a bar? So I, I don't get it. Cause some people just go to the gym and they just go and it's part of this sort of meditation perhaps. But, um, for someone like me, I need a goal. Yeah. I need something to be training towards. I need to see a date on a calendar there. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, get, you know, get your act in order for that date. And I suppose that's why a marathon was really healthy for me because it was, okay, it's on the 23rd of April. That's when it's happening. You've got to you work backwards. You've got a training plan. Let's go sort of thing. Um, and it was really helpful for that, right? But then there's this issue of when I finished, I was like, what now? So, <laughs> so of course I've already booked another half marathon in July that I'm oh, training really? for now. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna try to, I'm, I'm trying to get to New York in November, but, but we'll see what happens mm. with that. But the question I wanna ask you as someone who's done it 17 times is, should everyone do a marathon? Do you think it's something people listening to me right now 
Should, and I know some people, some people might be tempted to switch off. Don't switch off. Don't switch off. <laughs> is this is it as a marathon something someone everyone should do? I would ask the question before um, somebody said that was yeah. is is what what's the like what what are you willing to sacrifice to do a marathon? That's that's probably what would be the big thing. I think you can talk about doing a marathon and it's amazing. It's it's a great experience. You it's a very like affirming experience because you travel that distance 26.2 miles 26.2 miles is the same for everybody i always tell people that but you have to sacrifice and um you know you have less time to do other things um but yeah if you want to experience something that gives you it gives you uh it gives you another another element to your life it gives you another facet a thirst for life and a great experience a theory experience i mean that's what I would say. Um, in, in, in life, you can craft your mind, you can craft your body, and you can craft like your spiritual presence and awareness. So you got to decide what, which one you're crafting. Because yeah. I think if you craft one of those at any point in your life, you tend to be happy. Yeah. So when you're talking about um, just going to the gym, there are people crafting their body. That's probably why they look in the mirror and they're looking at the results because they're crafting their body. You're probably someone more who likes to craft your mind, just looking at your socials and the way you speak. So everybody has a, I think they have something they're working yeah. on. And you see, you see people who talk about their faith and going to, you know, going to church and being really happy about, you know, oh, it's Sunday we're going to, you know, to worship. And I think everybody has something they, they're crafting at different points in their life. So that's probably what I would say. Mm. Um, but for sure, run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, 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 thing, the thing that's so unique to me about marathons, again, I guess I'm so, somewhat lucky because I play lots of different sports and I think they're all good for different things. So I, I often speak about, because table tennis is a sport I played at the highest level. Okay. Kind of internationally and stuff like wow. that. And with table tennis, pressure is the interesting thing about table tennis because mm. if, you, if you lose your mind, for three minutes, the game's over. Yeah. You know, you've lost the match sort yeah. of thing. Um, you know, and so it's about execution, it's about precision, whatever, you know. Marathons and, and athletics, like I said, you know, sprinting is about execution, whatever, intensity, controlled aggression, whatever. Marathons take you to some dark places. Yeah. Like I literally ran out of things to think about mm. which is so wild right because mainly because mm. it took me five hours right it took me a long yeah. time i walked half of it to be fair yeah but I, I got to a stage where i was running right this is the first ever marathon i'm running and i'm like i actually have nothing to think about anymore <laughs> like i never thought it would happen you yeah. see how like it felt like see when you scroll on instagram you yeah. think it just goes on forever i feel like yeah. i got to the end yeah. i was like oh it's, it's run out yeah. you know because i was i was running i think it was when we got to like the cutty sock which yeah. wasn't even that far in yeah and i was like yeah i've run out of things to think about so i started looking at random people in the audience just like mm -hmm. <laughs> and then then i'm like oh, i can't do this then yeah. i'm like oh, yeah, i can do this and then yeah. And I'm like, no, I definitely cannot do this. Then I was like, oh, I can. That's hilarious. And I'm just going back and forth in yeah. my mind. I'm stopping. I'm smiling, but I'm in pain. There's periods where I look like I'm in pain, but I'm actually enjoying it. It was just a mess of mm. emotions. And when I got my pictures back, <laughs> it was so crazy because all the pictures, I look like I'm experiencing a different emotion. Yeah. There's pictures where I'm like that. There's pictures where I'm like yeah. this. It's just all over the place. Mm. Now, someone like you who's much better at me than marathons, do you go through the same up and down emotions or is it more kind of guided, a bit more focused? Because 
What do I have to it's look a, It's definitely to? a lot less, yeah. You, you Just anybody watching out there, like, you don't have that all the time. You don't have the waves. I've been there, <laughs> Can though. You, okay, okay, good. I've been there. So I'm not crazy. Yeah. New, York, New York last year, I was having those waves because New York last year was the hottest uh, New York marathon. And it was a challenge. The Just the temperature, humidity, it was really, really difficult. Um, so after a while, you, you can settle your mind. Um, and there's this theory that I'm working through at the moment and trying to support some of the people I work with. So I coach runners and support runners and support people who are injured. And there's this theory around the beginner's mind where you just approach everything brand new. Mm. Um, and that's similarly to what I probably approach every mile. Although London, I know the course. I know it like the back of my hand. I've done it four times, but even in Canary Wharf, I just approached it as new. I was like, That's oh. the worst part, by the way. Yeah, that it's quiet. Wolf pot is yeah, just like, it's really quiet. There's no yeah. supporters. It's like yeah. they, they just left for the day. Yeah, it's, it's I kind of call it no man's land. It's, <laughs> it's one of those, yeah. So I think, you, I think you need to just keep approaching life and challenges and running like the beginner's mind. So everything starts new. It's a fresh. You don't have any preconceived you know perceptions of it's going to be hard it's going to be easy you just approach it and experience it mm. as as fresh and new and that's super important i think personally um and yeah you go through waves in, in your first few marathons but after a while you you, you kind of know what's going to happen you know you're gonna you know you're gonna feel a little bit of maybe fatigue you know you have to have your gels you know you have to have your hydrating i didn't have and, that well, the, the gel, the gel the waves thing. were probably your nutrition. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but the thing that I just find the gel thing so weird. Like, yeah. I still find it hard to consume whilst running. It's very I, mean, I feel like I have to stop it's and very be difficult. like, and then it's like carry difficult. on again. But the whole gel thing, I never got into it. I, I, I remember at the start, the, the guy who tapped me on my shoulder was like, he had this pouch of gels, and he was like, "You got your gels?" I was like, "No." He was like, "Okay, if you got the water," I was like, "No." I just literally, I just showed up to run. That's and the beginner's mind. I like. <laughs> Literally. I like that. Now, whilst I was running, I definitely stumbled a few times mm. on um, the kind of side road thing. Just yeah. be like, give me a gel because yeah. I needed something. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm like, as you said that, I kind of got excited at the pros prospect of like getting better. How, how, how do you, because I talk about this with friends all the time, the process of mastery of getting good at something you know, how's that been for you kind of starting out a beginner, so to speak, and, and getting good? How would you describe that experience for yourself? After after COVID and lockdown, I actually think that um, getting back into marathons was probably one of the hardest things I've done for a long time hmm. uh, because I wasn't used to working in high intensity with my clients and then also training. Hmm. And I think that took about 18 months to get back into that routine. Um, so... Mastery, I think, is all about failing, um, and people don't like to hear that. Um, and failing is good. Failing is is like you're refining. It's like having a prototype, and then you you go back, and then you do it in a different way. But failing's hard in the running community and on in modern life because of social media. So you 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 don't fail in you don't fail kind of on your own anymore it's almost you fail with an audience and that can be really challenging for people so if you're watching at home you're doing a race and you're you've got your goal or in mind i think sometimes once you get to a certain point sometimes it's good to put it out there because I yeah. think if you put it out there you're you're affirming that you want to do this but sometimes it can be good to just state that you're going to enjoy 
enjoy the experience and that can be really powerful just to say I'm going to go and enjoy this and this is what I'm going to do and and that's it really um, rather than trying to you know put a lot of pressure on yourself um, but mastery and running mastery specifically is a trial and error and it's being good to yourself and it's not trying to do 100% every day um, it's I think it's it's about compounding compounding is the most underrated thing that we don't we don't utilize especially in fitness and in running mm. it's funny as you're saying that it's reminding me of again that that running thing i used to do with coach bennett yeah he would be like this is about running but it's also not about running yeah <laughs> because there's so many applications for life right yeah this this whole failing thing yeah you are so right in the culture we live in <clears throat> failure is this sort of death sentence almost where folks feel like i cannot if I fail, I've like, it's final. Like failure is final. And you're like, well, the only way you can get better at something is to stumble, get back up, try again, stumble, so on and so forth. And I actually had this when it came to posting my time because in my mind, I really should be running sub four hours. Mm. Like I really should be. On a good day, I mean, I've ran 40K in training before mm. um, and it was sub four hours. So mm. I was like, oh, well, it's just two more K. You know, mm. that should be fine. Um, so when I got that, so in my head, I'm like sub four hours. So I remember seeing the four hour person. I was like, you know, I'll just stick with them. I'll be fine. And then as I started getting all these emotions and going back and forth and my legs stopped working. Yeah. And I got the time at the end, it was like, oh my God, this is very far away from yeah. the four hours I thought I was going to run. And the question was, do I post kind of my time, which yeah. I'm very sort of open, but I actually thought about this, like, should I post my time? It's kind yeah. of embarrassing. I should be yeah. faster than this. But it's like, if I post that time, then that's my first marathon time that kind of like, it's almost like the bedrock. And then I can start building on top of that. So what I'm doing is showing people the start of a journey, which is fine. But again, there's this kind of mentality, I think sometimes with us on social media, which is I've got to disappear into the wilderness, get super great, then come out and tell everyone I'm great. Whereas building publicly and showing people you're telling great stories, publicly, yeah. telling a story, it's just, it's a lost art form. Folks are really scared. And I know this is randomly very into social media, but it, I, th I think in, in a sense, it speaks to why some of the younger guys that I know, like my little brother's age, don't post on social media at all. They just feel like until they're rich with like lots of money in a nice house, yeah, like they just doesn't share but, anything. But and you go, I think, why? I think there's also a conversation to be had about the value, um, the value of black men within society. Mm. That's my, my kind of conversation also. And in terms of what, what does a black man within society, um, how, how are they valued? Are they valued as a rapper or, or a, or a sports star? Mm. Apart from that, do we value them in a different way? And I think that's one thing that is is quite important for us to to start to think about and talk about. I think we we need to think about our doctors and our physiotherapists and our um, you know our strategic professors and our you know consultants, our engineers and architects and 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 who all these different people. I mean, one of my good friends is a surveyor. One of my good friends, he's he's um he's got a, a clothing label called Labrum, mm. and it, you know Fods. Big shout out to Fods. Um, and it's just I think how we how we value value ourselves as as, as black men is super super important. Yeah. And knowing that because you're doing this profession, you could be somebody who really changes the way people look at certain things within that industry. Yeah. And talk about it and be proud about it. Um. 
but it's, it's, it's definitely a big challenge I, I find from my experience of working in the communities and um, we, I've got Run Club and we have black men who come to Run Club and that's something that I'm like, what's, what, what story are we telling? What are we portraying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's-, that's Just, just breaking thing. away from those sort of, almost like social perceptions and, and cages sometimes on, on, on who we should be. I, I ask some people, shifting gears a bit um questions they would have for you as a physiotherapist as a as a nike running i still can't say nike nike i'm sorry i know they don't i don't work for you. <laughs> they don't pay me yet maybe um but as a as a nike running coach um that you get about running and then you do this quite a bit i told you i just discovered the running channel yeah. i saw lots of your content on there obviously on your own socials you make content as well about running answering people's questions you know and, and obviously your content creator as well as all the other things you do um, so some questions for you. Quick fire questions. Go. I wish we had some sort of jingle. Yeah, dun, 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 yeah, dun. We don't yeah. have that. We don't have the budget yet. <laughs> next but time, for, next time. <laughs> for now. Should heavier people run? This is a question I've got before. Heavier people, bigger people, um, should they run? Because they, they, you know, some people think, okay, I have to lose weight first. Anyone can run. Then I, then I should run. Anyone can run. Um, mm. You just have to prepare for to running. Create the environment to run. That's what I say to everybody. And how, and how do they do that if they're a bit worried that you know am i is it, it's is just it bad like for every, my knees? it's just like everybody else hey there just want to say thank you for listening or for watching uh this podcast uh we have a great desire to grow this podcast and one of the ways we're going to do that is if you listening uh follow or if you are watching you subscribe to the podcast the faster it grows um the more guests we can get but also the better the podcast guests so please just do me a favor hit the subscribe button or the follow button um back to the episode um, your calf muscles they produce about 60% of your force vertically make sure they're nice and strong your thigh muscles are really good for um, supporting and protecting your knees make sure they're nice and strong so you can use like the knee extension machine in the gym um, making sure you're doing things on one leg or isolating because running is a sport that utilizes uh, unilateral movement so movement on one leg but also doing things where you're using and, and pushing heavy weight so heavy back squats heavy deadlifts all those kind of things are super important um and be really progressive really really progressive no matter who you are if you haven't been doing if you haven't been running you have to just be progressive with how you run mm. don't just go in hot progress and build up yeah you you start with a there's you know in the nike running club app there's a start running plan um <laughs> you know that's with coach dora uh, my colleague, my Ugandan sister, who's a Nike running coach too. Um, so you can just really start simple and don't be afraid about missing runs or not being able to complete the whole program. Um, programs are made and structured to be missed. They're made to miss about 80%. It's, it's fine if you miss 80, like, I mean, to you, you must try and achieve 80% of it so you can miss 20%. But don't try and force yourself to do everything. You want to force yourself to get to the line as healthy as possible. Yeah. Okay. So I, this is a video I've seen online before. You actually, you're famous on this video. You have 2.9 million views last yes. time I checked. Yeah, yeah. You know the video I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, love video. How, I love how you know your stats. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that, no, but you're, no, you're not a numbers guy, so it doesn't, yeah. doesn't really matter. Um, 
what should people do before they start running? There's a debate about this. Some people just get up and just run. Some people know they should stretch, but just kind of do this, and then they're ready to go. But it what's depends, the, what should depends you be doing? On, it depends on the person. You should do some sort of gentle movement to get started. Uh, if you are very new to the sport, yes, you can do some strength or some movement to try and increase and the recruitment and contraction of your muscles, especially if you have any challenges with recruiting your muscles and you're not you're not strong at the moment or you haven't built up strength so um you can if you if you haven't built up strength doing some sort of strength work or strength sequence before before you start running if you are running on a regular basis i do just advocate do some gentle movements some leg swings uh, start off really gentle and slowly and um yeah get going because we do know that warm-ups are a preparation they prepare you for your sport we don't know about uh specific injury reduction um data it's very kind of skewed and 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 not aligned because we need a warm-up to be we need a warm-up to be specifically the same for every single person but also we need every person Mm. to be the same so, you know, if you get four hours sleep and I get six hours sleep and I do the warm up and you do the warm up, I may, I may have had more sleep and may, maybe in fresher, fresher kind of, um, you condition know, place and, and condition. And, and I'm, that run might, might be a lot better for me. So, mm. okay. This is a key one. I want to run 5k, 5,000 kilometers in 20 minutes. What do I need to do? You need to increase the volume of your running. So when people try and run 5K in a certain time, they, they tend to try and just do really hard interval workouts and they're, they're useful. But if you increase your volume of your running, that's really, really good for you because it just stiffens your bones and your muscles and your tendons, just gets everything a little bit more robust. The other thing I would do is hill, hill repeats. Mm. Very, very good session. I would also do some 400 meter repeats start between six and eight and build up to 12 or 14 and the other thing really good really good session is five by one kilometer with a 60 second recovery so working on that speed that you want to achieve um so whatever the the target is whoever is watching at home get your target pace for your 5k and you run that over one kilometer five times with 60 seconds recovery wow this is great I feel like yeah. we we've got to have a whole session just asking just asking you questions to get your brain fire in. I'm I'm happy to do that. Maybe we'll do that on the next time. For sure. But I really love the fact that as you said like it's more than running to you. I think it's always great to find somebody who has found a channel um or tool to almost be their platform for just kind of sharing what they think about the world and trying to rearrange the world and change it uh, in some capacity. And I love that. Yeah, for you, it's not just one leg in front of the other, you know, just like the, just the, the, the enjoyment of the thing. It's also a conduit for something else. So that's, that's really powerful. Yeah, it's, I think we're in the world, we, we all have gifts. We all have something that we can contribute. And I think if we can utilize that and take it out and not, not hold on to it, take it out and share it with everybody, I think that's super important. So that's my big aim. This has been great. Thank you for, for being a part of this conversation. We've got to do this again with more time. Yes, let's do it. I'm um, Listen, part two, let's go. All right.